0: I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Merry Christmas. I'm back with another episode for you today. And I've been thinking. What is something that we all want as salon owners? We want to feel confident as the leader. Know how and when we have to have those hard conversations whilst being able to have fun with your team. Did I get it right? I know that certainly is the focus for me because being a leader as a salon CEO, it can be hard and it took me a long time to feel confident as a leader, finding the balance between being everybody's friend and then having to step up as the boss, and sometimes having those uncomfortable conversations. Nobody teaches you how to do it. I mean, sometimes everybody is coming at you with all of the different problems, and it can feel just a little bit overwhelming not knowing what to do or how to effectively lead your team, given the situation. So I'm sure you're listening to this, and you can picture a time where as the business owner, the CEO, you felt completely lost. I know I can think of many times where this happened when I first owned my salon. That's why today I'm chatting to Penny Holden, revealing the secrets of all great leaders with three tips that you can be the best leader that you can be. So let's dive in. Penny, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Pleased to have you here.
1: Fantastic to be here. Thanks, Larissa.
0: So be. Before we get started, why don't you let us know where are you in the world, what do you do and how did you get to be doing it?
1: Thanks for that and I'll be brief because I want to get into really helping your salon owners. Um, came from the UK into New Zealand, living in Auckland ooh, about 25 years ago and um, Background actually in drama arts, drama therapy, behavioral psychology, adult education, you get the picture. And then ran some big hairy businesses. So I've had all that experience of what it's like to sort of try and run a business and stay alive and have people. And um, then run my own business here in New Zealand. And I operate right across Asia Pacific for the last, I guess, the last 20 years and do everything to do with people capability. That's probably enough to say.
0: Okay, amazing. And I'm really pleased you're here because, you know, to run a hair or beauty salon, you have to be able to do the people. Do you know you need to be able to uh, recruit people, lead people? And I know one of the challenges that I'm often in a conversation with owners about is how do I separate or how do I find the line between who I am as a human being or who I am at home or in my personal life and then who do I show up at in in my business? Uh, Where's the line between am I their friends, am I the leader, am I bossy, am I a pushover? (laughs) Um, And kind of having a bit of a plan around, Who am I as the leader of this business? And I thought, you were the perfect person. This is something that you talk about and are passionate about. And maybe you might give us an insight into how can we can be a little bit more intentional about our approach.
1: Absolutely. And what I like to do is try and be as practical as possible. Because if you listen to the podcast, then you go, that's great. I've got knowledge. What do I do with it? So thank you for that because unlocking human potential is what I do and I am passionate about it. Now, heads up, I'm not, I've not been a hairstylist, but I've worked very closely with a large number of salons and honestly, people and business are people and business. It's just what you do. So if we start with, and I always think this is um, a great line, you're a human being. So if you're listening to me now, I'm hoping you're a human being, not an alien. And So it's going well. Why is that a problem? Because we are unique, which is wonderful. Um, I'm sure, Larissa, you've got preferences, your interests, your personality. Uh, some people would drive you nuts if they're a bit slow, or some would be talking too fast. Welcome to the world. And I say to salon owners, just like your clients, uh, what? I believe hairstylists are so good at doing is reading their clients and then they don't always apply that to their people and they expect their people to just sort of that's okay make it happen so task one as a takeaway for you is get to know your people now this means what are their interests what are their motivation what would get them out of bed in the morning Um, think about Everything you know, like if you know your color products, you know exactly how to mix and what will be right for a client, well, you know what? It's the same with human beings. So every single human being needs to feel valued and important. Hopefully not more than, but just Larissa, you and I, everyone needs to feel valued and important. Now, if they don't, that's where you can begin to get some of the problems that people leaders find. And what you don't want is time out of your business, time away from clients with people becoming problem children. I'll talk a bit more about it. So, number one, get to know your people. Two, and I'd like to say get conscious. Now, most will go, yes, I am. But actually, we're not. We're in the past or we're in the future or we're busy listening to clients. The best leaders are conscious. And this is the mantra I want everybody to take away. And it, honestly, you can do this in 10 seconds. You suddenly stop, you see a problem and you go, what is the right leadership action to take? Not what would Penny do, not what would Larissa do. But right now, if I stand back, what should I do for this person? Now, what that does is help you to react better to situation. So remember we will have a reaction that's very natural to us. You want to think about, for this person, this will work better. For that person, that won't work better. So I say get conscious. And I'd love to give you an example, and it's so common. So let's say, and I'll use you, Larissa. um, I like Larissa. So I come in on a Tuesday morning to the salon. Hi, Larissa, how was your weekend? What happened? Oh, my gosh, did you see the movie? Fantastic. Meanwhile, Anya's walked in, and I get on a bit less well with Anya, and I go, morning, Anya. And suddenly, what you haven't picked up is you are appearing to play favourite. Now, it doesn't mean I am, but the very fact I've been warm and friendly with one person and less warm and friendly means they're likely to pick it up. Now, if you get on with people, you'll know, easy, But you will have staff members who may be a bit different or you get on less well. And that's why I say be conscious and be aware. I actually have to put some of the same effort into Anya. Hi, Anya. How was your weekend? Otherwise, she will pick it up and then you may have things occurring. Now, great quote here. Um, I'm a bit depressed when I found out it actually came from Spider-Man. Not deep, (laughs) but true. I was, I was quite <laughs> Um, With great power comes great responsibility. And I guess that's, <laughs> my, that's what I'm talking about here. So those. that's my second point. The last point I want to make is when you're conscious, plan. Now, as Larissa said at the beginning, I think the hardest thing is to stop. You're rushing around. I'm going to say take eight minutes, seven minutes. Six minutes once a week, you stop the world. I don't care when you do it, end of the you know, end of a week, beginning. You just come in and you breathe and you go, So, this week, what do I need to focus on for the business that I might forget? And my people, what do I need to do with them? Now, if we take the basics, it might be. I need to make sure I ask Anya how her weekend was because I've never done that. I just rush on. It might be um, Leon asked me about developing something. So this week I need to spend five minutes showing him something. Grow, give him improvement feedback. Um, Some of you, when you're busy, do you bother to praise? Ouch, possibly not. Just something to think about. And we must praise people, we forget. Um, And then daily, two minutes, in the morning you come in and you go, right, today, yeah. yesterday went crazy, today I must do A and B with Leon and Anya, and myself, what am I working on? I'm actually working on showing listening, which is in today's world one of the hardest things. So no, you can't be on your phone and listen. The message is you're not important. So, for example, there's some really simple ways to plan, but you have to slow down. Um, Then I always say, do a one-on-one with your people. Now, this is not long. It could be once a month. You just stop. Quiet at the end of the day. How's it going? How are you feeling? What's happening? What I like to think of, if I give you an image, Larissa, Larissa, is a speedboat. And think of a speedboat, you'd have to course correct quite quickly to keep it on target. That's what the best leaders are doing. And the busier you are, think of it as small course correct. So it doesn't need to be big. And I think that's why sometimes we don't do it. Keep it small and nimble. So that would be my first point around being a human.
0: I think, you know, the, what the simplicity of that actually comes down to the 20 minutes a day, uh, 20 minutes a week in your mm-hmm. appointment book so it doesn't get lost and you're consistent about that. And I like the speedboat analogy because the faster you go, the tiniest movement actually can completely change course because it's small, but you're going so fast. And so keeping on top of keeping, you know, keeping it straight actually it's only a tiny movement 20 minutes or 20 minutes a week to just be a human and what came to my mind when you were talking about that and i don't do this currently but i did it in my salon um is just have a list of the people and i know it's very sort of pragmatic but have a list of the people have it on the wall and on a weekly basis have i ticked an interaction with each single person and Making sure, because for me, I can think, if I had her on my wall right now, I can look straight away and go, oh, I haven't touched base with Sophie at all this week. Haven't even talked to her. Better go and say hello. (laughs) And I love
1: that. Um, When I'm working with all businesses, I'll often say exactly that, have a list. For example, you know, you're not necessarily working remotely in a salon, but if you like up people more or less, you just go through, what have I not done that I said I'd do? Who have I not touched base with? And often, your best workers, you're so glad they're working, wouldn't you say, Larissa? You suddenly mm-hmm. realise, this week, I just haven't had a proper conversation or said thank yeah. you. So important. And you, you're yeah. right. If you put it in your calendar, spot on.
0: Yeah. And because it, towards the end of, of my salon days, uh, the team were recruiting. And so I didn't even know all the people that were there. And so I had to make sure I added them on the list and go and, You know, uh, those touch points are are vital. But it's such a simple thing. Calendar calendar blocking, I say. Absolutely. I'm actually excited to see what is number two.
1: Okay, point two is setting people up to succeed rather than catch failing. Now, this is exactly more or less what we've been talking about. So when we're busy, we're like, yeah, everything's going well. Love it, love it. And suddenly, and I'll pick on you, Larissa, sorry, you're, you're my only audience here. Larissa messes up and I go, Larissa, what are you doing? Okay, all right, what, are, yeah, good. Off I go again. Meanwhile, Larissa does 21 things brilliantly and makes mistake. Larissa, what are you doing? Third time, she's done another 21 things. And here I come again, Larissa, and by now she's ready to probably walk out. And she goes, Hello, Penny, I've done 60 things brilliantly, and you've picked up three that I messed up. With. Now, that's again back to my, that's why my first point is get conscious, slow down, plan. When we're busy, this can happen. And my view is you want to set people up to succeed, not catch them failing. One of the hardest things I find, particularly in New Zealand, is we're not terribly good at difficult conversations we either avoid, and you'll know your clients, remember, in New Zealand, 96% of clients will walk away rather than tell you about a problem. Well, guess what? It's a bit like that with our people. So we avoid the conversation. Or we get so frustrated, we go, Larissa, and now it's all wrong, it's inappropriate, and it's not going to help us work together well. So and by the way, how to do it well, I'm hoping Larissa will invite me back to tell you how to do a really good improvement feedback conversation because we need to do it well. Anyway, my view is, one, have you set up clear expectations? Now, I love it when people go, well, I just assume they know they've got common sense. Any of us out there who worked with people, they don't necessarily know what we know. You need ex- – um- sorry, Larissa.
0: My experience, my experience is that common sense isn't that common. Correct. It's Absolutely. still a learned skill. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and also, what I'd like to say is, you'll be getting new, younger people who um, are really, a really noticeable thing with younger people who have lived through the pandemic. Maybe you're talking late twenties, thirties. They're not terribly good at communication skills. Why? They just refer to texts and actually talk to people. Or um, I had one that wouldn't pick up the phone. Now, so there is a lot that we need to set up. The best, I find the best salons are really clear. They're laid out. People know exactly what to do, where to go. So let's think of it under three headings. Technical. Do your people have the right expectations? Simply tidying up after themselves. You know, not wasting colour products. Using the right amount. Have you set up all those expectations? Don't assume. So that's technical. The second one is conduct. Um, That is about turning up, turning up at the right time. And then behavior, which for me is one of the hardest but most important. Things like whatever's happened that morning, you leave it outside the door. And you come in and you add magic to our client's day and simple things like that a great model is above and below the line so if you think about a line above the line is all the great stuff we want people behaviors do i smile do i say thank you to a customer and helping me how do i talk on the phone below the line is everything we don't want and the simple thing to do with your people and you can do it in 10 minutes is you get them to come in before the salon opens and we go what's all the stuff we're really good at and what else would we like as a team, as a company for our clients? Below the line, you dump everything you don't want. Um, somebody actually talking about their deeply personal boyfriend's life and what they've been doing on a Saturday night. Don't go there. But I've heard that sort of thing. So have you actually talked about those expectations, and if not, you're gonna end up catching them failing. So set expectations and get them involved. It's actually a great exercise. You know, if Larissa and I were working together, we'd go, right, we're gonna to work together. What do we love about working? What do we hate? What would drive each other nuts? Right, let's make sure we don't do it. And then we were helping each other to succeed. Um you probably all do this, but here's a great example of bonding because a team needs to feel they work together, particularly if they're quite different people. Think of Breast Cancer Day. And people quite like competition. And you say everybody's, you know, you can give them some material if you want. Everybody's got to make a pink hat. And we'll all wear it. Come in. No matter what it looks like, think of world of wearable art. you are got to put your hat on. Uh, For that day. And then over the month, you can actually get clients to judge the hat. They put all the hats. And clients love being involved. They actually love, oh, but they don't know who it belongs to. So I don't have to have it as my stylist. And then you can have a celebration or a prize. Simple stuff like that where you laugh, work together, helps you bond. So for me, I would say we're setting people up to succeed by setting really good expectations, checking, understanding, getting them involved in the salon, almost as their own business. You know, I don't know if you've had that experience, Larissa.
0: Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But... You're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Oh, yes, yes. We actually have just been away for the weekend together as a team. Uh, and spent a couple of days together and have just done those uh, what do we want but it's not about what I we all want Um, and then all being part of that and then just having the personal conversations around that that's enough to uh, keep us connected do you know Um, so I think it's absolutely vital people don't know what to do until you kind of say these are the this is the field for you with that you can play within it's yes. a bit like a football game right yes. otherwise you don't know when you're out of field you don't know when you've scored a goal um, you need some basic rules but then giving people enough freedom to play within those
1: Yeah, and that's where your plan comes Is particularly if it's a new team with new people or maybe a team that's been together a long time but have got a bit sluggish and you'll know what I mean by that You've got to find, right, once a week, and it could be five minutes, let's talk about how we work together, not just the work. Occasionally, I get called into a dysfunctional team, excuse the language. All I find is people have got strong personalities and they've never discussed what drives each other nuts and how we work. Um, I go in, and you can pay me lots of money to do this if you like, and I simply do what I'm telling you to do, have that discussion, get to know people, talk about how we work together and have fun. So mm-hmm. I really endorse that.
0: I think that um, making space and and prioritising that as a worthy exercise, you know, it doesn't have to always be um, at the grindstone. Like, that is a worthy investment of time, yes. for sure.
1: It is. Um, because at the end of the day, you don't want the difficult conversation. And that's why I say so. Let's set people up to succeed, catch mm-hmm. them to succeeding, and it's then quite an easy reminder, like the speedboat, if they're slightly oh yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry. So that's my view. Yeah. Point three, um, I guess, just under this this whole image of human potential, yours, is keep learning. Now, for me, the best leaders in today's Very, very complex, busy world. Keep learning. Um, And what I mean by that is listen to this podcast, listen to any podcast, find a new book, find out, you know, I don't know if you've covered this, Larissa, but I'd be fascinated to listen to it. How will AI, artificial intelligence, affect Salon? I've no idea. In my business, how will AI affect it? What do people say? And what that does is keep you fresh and keep the energy. Um, And a leader, one salon person I actually work with, she would do something once a week. And then literally when everybody came in on a Tuesday morning, she'd say, I've learned one thing I'd love you to know. And she'd tell them, and that would be 20 seconds. And they became used to listening and started sharing themselves. So what you've got is this learning community. Um, and if I can give you one of my most favorite quotes of all time, which actually comes from there's a good book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, <laughs> and he did. Mastering, I haven't heard this. Oh, it's a brilliant book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. He sold his Ferrari. Just, if you're interested, go read it and became a monk. <laughs> um, this actually comes from the Chinese master, and I, I never get this right, Lao. Lao Tzu, I think. So bear with me if my Chinese isn't good. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is real power. So if you are able, as you will know, you feel down and you're able to go in and energize your team, that's real power. If you're able to realize you're feeling irritated at Anya and not react to it, that's real power. If you're able to get a team who's a bit sluggish working together because of what you say and do, that's real power. So, and it's hard because we've all got habits. Um, And I might ask you to just do this for me, Larissa. If you fold your arms, everybody fold your arms, and then give them a shake and fold them the other way. Off you go. Right. Uncomfortable for most of us. That's what I mean if I go right the way through these three points. We're human beings. We get comfortable. We have habit. Some are brilliant and are working for you. Some you may need to fold your arms the other way. And how will you remember you won't if you don't stop and breathe? The best leaders go, whoa, today. Just like you said, Larissa, here's my list. Must Whatever happens today, I must talk to Arna. Great, whatever happens, I must do this. I must thank them all. I must make sure we have that team built. These are the most, for me, and I wanted to be really practical, the most simple, practical tools that make people better leaders and therefore your people happier and therefore your business more successful.
0: I love that. And I love that they're practical, doable, but they're not really going to break the rest of the things that I'm already doing because I'm doing 500 things already. Um, And that makes them doable. Um, I think my favourite is, um, can you check I get this right? Mastering others builds strength, but mastering yourself is power.
1: Yeah, mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is real power.
0: Real power. Yeah, I love that. Um, And it's kind of saying, well, actually we need to master ourselves so we can go and master Uh, others which I love
1: and I often think of leaders if we go back to the speedboat analogy you will leave a wake whether it's with clients, people, your local supermarket, you know if we go into leadership you'll leave a wake what do you want your wake to say very few people think they're not nice there's a few but not both most of us think we're pretty good I just say we have different version, as you, we all know. And simply, are you the best version of yourself today? That's what you want your weight to be as a leader. And it is, at times, just remembering is the hard work, not the doing, the remembering.
0: I think, uh, and maybe this is a Kiwi thing, it, it may be universal around the world, um, Penny, but I think um, often we forget or don't recognise that as the leader we have power of some sort even if we don't think we have it or we don't want to have it I often find myself in the place that I don't don't want to stand out I don't want to be special Um, you know I have to remember that regardless of whether or not I want it or think that I have it uh, people will give it to me anyway and so I have to remember from their perspective that I have it and I like the analogy, analogy of the boat for many reasons and one is regardless of whether we think we're in the power boat or not we're leaving away and to remember that for me that's a big takeaway
1: today and as you're saying Larissa if it helps people it's not about once you have an element of power salon owner leader whatever you want to call it then you will impact people Mm. we're not going to overuse it misuse it and I like to think if you turn a pyramid upside down you're at the bottom all of your people are above you as the pyramid gets wider and right at the top of the pyramid upside down are your clients. That's what you're doing, is doing everything around you and your people and your clients and then the business as well so that it succeeds. Six, six so you don't have to be at the top of the pyramid throwing power around at all.
0: Yeah, and I think sort of the overall theme of today is like, recognize that it's there and being intentional about it because whether right. you're intentional or you're unintentional you're impacting something so we might as well choose what that impact is going to be
1: yes absolutely
0: i love that i love that uh penny thank you so much for um investing some time with us today giving those words of wisdom um it's been super great and I know I'm going to go back afterwards and take down a bunch of notes to check with myself that I'm doing exactly those things. So I really appreciate your time. Where can people stalk you, find you? I know they're going to go and want to think. Who is this penny person? What I is your dub dub in your socials?
1: Definitely. <laughs> I've got my own website, which is really simple www.pennyholden.com. My email is penny at pennyholden.com, and I go com, although I'm in New Zealand. Because I am working um, online with, I've worked with Australia, with the islands, with Britain. So I do get around a bit.
0: Amazing. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. And that's a wrap. How good was that? Now, I hope you are writing down some notes when Penny was talking. I kept thinking, oh, I could try that. Oh, I could try that. Oh, I used to do that. How did I forget to do that? (laughs) Thanks again, Penny, for joining me today on the Salon Owners Collective podcast. I know that everything that Penny was saying about getting conscious, having those tough conversations and the importance of learning will just be super valuable for you right now, even if you're on the Christmas holidays. Okay, I'd love to know what resonated for you with this chat that Penny and I had. But before you head off, I hope you have or have had a lovely Christmas, and you've taken a moment to stop, be present with the people around you, family and friends, and also just to take a little white space for yourself and really focus on what has the year been that has gone and what are you bringing into 2024 from 2023? What are you bringing with you? What are you choosing to leave behind? And what are you going to pick up that is new? So wherever you are listening to this, take a moment to do that. And before you go, I have a couple more spots left for January for Seller Mastery 2024. All you need to do is click the apply now on the show notes of this episode. Uh, I am enrolling as we speak. I would love to connect with you and help you smash your goals for 2024. All right, ciao for now. Same time, same place next week on the podcast